Welcome to a football podcast by some guy you don't know. I'm that some guy you don't know, Taylor Price. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at tpcomedy41 for all your comedy needs. And you can follow at AFPBSGYDK on Twitter. It's a football podcast by some guy you don't know. Like I said, I'm that some guy you don't know, Taylor Price. This episode's going to be entitled Off the Dome. Um, it's mostly just because this podcast is off the top of my head. Didn't do much preparation for this. Hopefully it doesn't seem like that. A lot of stuff comes up in my personal life because this is obviously a labor of love. It's a very grassroots podcast and I'm just going to keep working at it. I'm going to look for a few sponsors down the road. If you guys know anyone who's looking to sponsor a podcast, send them my way. Uh, football podcast by some guy at gmail.com make sure you send in your emails about it I know I've got a cult following right now I got a couple people who listen consistently and I really do from the bottom of my heart want to thank you uh, I'm gonna probably start a new segment a new I guess it'll be kind of like a um, patreon but it's going to be free for these people. The first ones who reach out and let me know who they are and interact are going to be my starting lineup. So I'm going to have 11 people. And they're my starting offense. I'm going to have my starting defense. You can pick which side of the ball you prefer. Send in your questions. Uh, total, I'm going to have 22 people. And then I'm going to have a 23rd and 24th being two Canadian listeners. For my love of the CFL as always this podcast is taped in the Thrill Billy production studio where the shirts don't have sleeves and the fans believe like I said I want to make this sound like it's just a couple people having a few drinks so here we go I'm not going to tell you what I'm drinking on because those motherfuckers aren't paying me someone wants to pay me to drink their beer goddamn I'll drink their beer but up until then not gonna happen this is gonna probably be a pretty short one because just like I said it's off the dome uh, these are a lot of thoughts I've had about the current game um, I guess I'm gonna start with a little bit of a recap of what went on last week uh, my predictions so Green Bay and Tampa Bay played I called the game 39 to 30. Now, I a lot of controversy over this game. It was a good game. The refs let them play. Probably up until the end. Um that play where Green Bay needed to stop them. Brady threw the ball and in my opinion one that ball was overthrown there was no way he was going to catch that ball regardless but I think it's baby shit soft that he fell there that was the equivalent of a Europa League a Bundesliga soccer flop and I'm actually 
actually saying that Tampa Bay should be embarrassed by that. Like, I get it. You want to win. You're trying to draw the penalty, but I think that that's just inexcusable. Like, how soft is that? I could be punched in the back of the head without expecting it and stay on my feet more than the Tampa receiver did there. But, that being said, I'm not going to say that that was the be-all and end-all of the game, and that's what it really came down to. That was just a point in the game. I see a lot of fans shitting on uh, Lafleur for not going for the touchdown, and you know what? I can't say that he was wrong, but I can't say that he was right. I know with my coaching philosophies, I would have gone for the touchdown first. Because if you score the touchdown, you know you only have to get to the you know, 40-yard line, 30-yard line, somewhere in between there. Wherever you know consistently your kicker can do it from. I think that was a blown call, but I can also see the merit in why he did that. Um, Green Bay in the past has had a ton of success with throwing those deep balls, getting those touchdowns last minute. And, and let's face it, if you're throwing a touchdown last minute, that's going to be a hell of a lot more fun, a lot more memorable. Everyone's going to go ape shit over it. But on the third down there, a lot of uh, people said that Rodgers should have run the ball there. I can't say that that's what was supposed to happen. Like, he's an, one, he's an old man at this point by football standard. Uh, you know, old man Rodgers, they, they drafted his replacement, Jordan Love, in a Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre kind of way. I don't think if he ran the ball there, it would have really done much good because you could watch on that play. They had their eye on the quarterback because they saw how much open field was. And if I think if he moved, they would have broke on him. The cornerbacks would have shot in, and I can't see him getting the touchdown there. Like, I think in today's game, everyone's too spoiled with the idea of a mobile quarterback. Like, you get Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, guys who can really run. But I don't see Rodgers being that type. Like, he just... He wasn't meant to make that play. He's he, he can't do what Patrick Mahomes does. He couldn't throw across his body the way a lot of fans wanted to. And I think that's a lot of the biggest problems right now is everyone's shitting on Rodgers saying he's not one of the greatest of all time, but let's see you throw that ball, motherfucker. Not gonna happen. Yeah, he's... Statistically, he's a good quarterback. He... But the thing is, he passes the eye test. He knows what to do, when to do it, and he's a he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now that being said, it's a results-oriented business. Wins matter. This hurts his legacy. 
I think Tom Brady goes down as the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, he's he's the GOAT. But you can't just say Aaron Rodgers is a bum. Like, we don't have to be polarizing. We can say there's two good quarterbacks. Like, this was a weekend of solid quarterbacks. I really enjoyed a lot of the games, but that's what it was. So like I said, I called the game 39-30 to for Green Bay. Um, I bet against Brady again. Bit me in the ass again. I got to really stop doing that. Uh, final score was actually 31-26 for Tampa Bay. <laughs> it was pretty close with the Tampa score. I, get, I picked 30 and they got 31. We move into KC versus Buffalo. Now, I have some concerns about that game. Um, you can tell the NFL is very much a we want our stars, we want our money league. Mahomes came back way too quick from that concussion. Now, I don't know how he sustained the concussion. I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be. I'm just a wrench turner for all that it really matters. But how did Mahomes come back so quickly from that? When he was taken down, he got up like a baby deer, you know, wobbly legs all over the place. Less than a week later, he's ready to go. I just find that a little bit suspect myself. A lot of people too, you know, feeling bad for Bill's Mafia. Um, I don't feel bad for them one bit because I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm like, fucking just take it. It's what it is. But Josh Allen is one of those guys you just cannot hate. I really do enjoy watching him play. Like my buddy in our fantasy league said to me, he's like, well, it shocked me that you picked Josh Allen. And I knew he was going to have a hell of a year. And it's just hard to hate the guy. But when I'm playing fantasy, you know, you got to go with your brain, not your heart. Um, I guess... There's a lot of debate whether Allen is seen as elite at this point. And I keep hitting the point. He needs another season to prove he's in that elite category. He's in the very, very good category, but he's not in the elite yet in my mind. He's progressively got better throughout his career, but at this point, we cannot say that he is an elite quarterback until he proves it. So that game I called KC 34-13. It was actually 38-24. Um, Buffalo put up a hell of a lot more fight than I thought they were going to, but it just wasn't enough at the end of the day. Pat Mahomes is going to another Super Bowl. We're still uh, one week out from the Super Bowl, and I personally think 
that Mahomes deserves it, but Brady might just steal it from him. I don't know who I'm going to go with yet. I need to see injuries going into the final game. Uh, that'll My prediction will come later this week, but it's going to be a good game. Been a lot of quarterback talk on this. I guess quarterbacks are the fun position that pays the league. Um, who else is fucking tired of hearing about Deshaun Watson? Like, come on, man. You're just a fucking whiner at this point. Uh, the Texans hired uh, David Coley, you know, a 65-year-old as a uh, head coach of the team. Now, Deshaun Watson really wanted Eric Bieniemy, And from accounts that I've heard, apparently he's not the guy yet. He's a good coach, but from what I hear, he's not even really the play caller in Kansas City. Makes a lot of sense, you know, being a guy under Andy Reid. Andy Reid calls the plays. That's his baby. Now, Deshaun Watson gets angry over not being involved in the hiring process of the new head coach. And it brings me back to the topic that I had on another podcast. Why the hell does a quarterback get to choose who his head coach is? That is like having the kid at Burger King choose who is the new assistant manager. He's just going to pick his reject buddy because it's going to end up being fun for him. Watson just keeps asking, oh, I want to trade, I want to trade, I want to trade. And he's got a no-trade clause, so he basically gets to pick where he ends up. But I just can't see it for the amount of whining and cost of him. He's not worth it. He's got great statistics. Hell of a quarterback, but you got to sack up and be a leader. If you're just going to let them piss away money that way and you're just going to whine about it, bury him on the bench. Just put him on the bench and tell him once you stop complaining, you can play again. Another thing, too, is maybe his statistics aren't quite as good as they let on. Yeah, he had a great season, but he was on a bum team that lost every game by a ton of points. Like, you're, if you're down in every single game, you're going to be throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. Of course he's going to get into a rhythm and throw the ball all over the yard for 400 yards. But the point is, you still lost. As a Dolphins fan, I don't even want him at this point. And you know what? I can't see it happening because Coach Flo doesn't put up with that kind of stuff. He wants the players who want to be there, who want to win who want to develop, who's going to pat their teammate on the back even though they lost their starting job to that guy. That's the kind of players Coach Flo wants. This opened a huge quarterback carousel this season too. 
Like, I guess if Sean Watson's done in Houston, there's a few places he's going to go. Um, I think the number one place he's going to go is to the New York Jets. And I think the main factor on that is whether the Jets like Fields more than Tua. Because they can go get the second overall pick and take Justin Fields. They've got the quarterback for the future. They'll get more draft capital. Um, you know, Sam Darnold might be involved in that deal, but I don't think he will be because I don't think they're the, the Texans are really sold on a guy like Sam Darnold. Because if you're moving Deshaun Watson, you need to bring back something that's going to really excite fans. It's going to get them going, going to get them selling jerseys and buying season tickets. And I don't think Sam Darnold is that guy because he's got the shit end of the stick being in the New York Jets organization. A couple other places they've said he might go is the Colts or the Jags, but you know, the Jags aren't interested because they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence or maybe Justin Fields. I mean, I've thrown that out there. Ohio State head coach. I'd end up with Justin Fields, but they're probably going with Trevor Lawrence. Um, the Colts won't get them because they're not going to trade within the division. It's just bad for business. So, if he does go to the Dolphins, that's because Houston liked Tua more than Justin Fields or, uh, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, I don't know. If I was the Dolphins... I wouldn't be against trading Tua. I mean, it's it really sucks for the young kid, and we're in that time now where people don't get a chance to develop. Um, I think it's really quick to give up on Tua after one season. Um, I'm really torn as a fan of the team. I don't know what to say about it, but... If they do move on from Tua, I think what they do is they need to either complete their offensive line by taking Sewell, or they pick a guard somewhere in the second round, kick your Solomon Kinley out to tackle. You have Austin Jackson, Eric Flowers, a new guard, and Ted Carras. And, you know, you've got... I think you've got a pretty solid line there. Um, I'm forgetting the other guard on the Dolphins. He was just drafted last year. Had a hell of a season, too. Uh, terrible, I can't think of it. But anyways, you either take Sewell and beef up your offensive line, or you take Jamar Chase... So if you do that, you can deal to a pick up maybe another late first round pick, but you're probably getting a second round pick. I think at 18 at that point, you have to take Kyle Trask. I'm thinking he's going to be a stud in the NFL. 
Um, he's one of those guys who's always battled it out. Everywhere he's gone, he's always sat behind someone. But he's had the guts to stick it out. And I think that's what you need in an NFL quarterback. So I think if you take Kyle Trask, fuck it, just for fun, we're going to take Jamar Chase, give him another weapon. Get another second round pick for Tua. So you've got, you go get your guard there, or a tackle or a center, depending who's available. You take Chubba Hubbard, you got your running back, and then there's talks of uh, Philip Lindsay is done in Denver. You get him. That offense is built to win there. I don't think Deshaun Watson's a fit in Miami. I see him going to the Jets. Sticking within the AFC East, quarterback carousel. Bold prediction. 49ers are done with Jimmy G. Uh, Garoppolo fallen out of favor they paid him too much money I think he goes back to the motherland and I think you see next year you see Jimmy G as the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots alright so we're that's where we're at there next in the quarterback carousel you got Cam Newton without a job right AFC East I could see Cam Newton being the backup in Philadelphia. And I think it's he's going to back up Jalen Hurts. So there's another piece move. We got Carson Wentz gone. I think Cam Newton's the backup in Philadelphia to Jalen Hurts. And I think they're going to take a Ravens-style offense where you have the older quarterback mentoring the younger quarterback with the same style. I kind of like the Ravens system with Lamar Jackson and RG3. Uh, Cam Newton's got that big arm, even though he didn't show it this year with like five fucking passing touchdowns. It was a shit show. But I think he'd make a great backup to Jalen Hurts. Oh, I guess one team I forgot about talking about um, was the Pittsburgh Steelers in the... Um, Deshaun Watson can't see it happening um, I've seen them throwing out quite a bit that they should go up and get him but I think it with the pick 24 I believe it is they don't have enough draft capital but what I would find interesting is if the Pittsburgh Steelers actually traded for Sam Darnold for a second round pick because I don't think if let's say Deshaun Watson does go to New York and New York's got to get rid of their quarterback that gives Houston the second overall pick and they're going after one of the top tier quarterbacks I don't think they're too interested in Sam Darnold as a piece in that offense so I think you trade a second for Sam Darnold. You give uh, Dwayne Haskins a super short leash, and if he fucks up, he's gone. 
So I think you draft a third quarterback. You get rid of Kevin Rudolph. Kevin Rudolph can go be a backup in Seattle for all we care. And then at that point, at 24, if the Dolphins haven't taken Trask or New England hasn't taken Trask, you either take Kyle Trask or Mac Jones and start developing for the future. That brings us to Matt Stafford. Everyone says Indy. Um, Indy seems like a fun place for him. But I'm not so sure because their offensive coordinator is Marcus Brady. He took the CFL route in the NFL. You know, he was a coach for Montreal Alouettes and the Toronto Argonauts. And then he came and he was the assistant quarterback coach for few years and then became the quarterback coach now he's the offensive coordinator um i don't think he wants stafford because i think he wants more of a move around type this brings us back to chris strevler um i could see him being a backup in indy one day but i don't see them wanting Old, washed out Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford actually goes to L.A. Because I think L.A.'s fucking tired of Jared Goff. And I'd be surprised if Goff ever found a job again. Like, he might be a backup somewhere, but I just can't see it. I don't think Goff has it. No need to really expand on the next topic staying in the nfc north uh aaron Rodgers is staying in green bay if you don't think he is you gotta be silly there's no argument no questions that he's staying um jordan love eventually will take over but i can't see Rodgers leaving green bay it's just too soon like i said carson wentz left NFC East where does he end up I think the 49ers because the 49ers have got rid of Jimmy Jean they've got now got the calf base for a guy like Carson Wentz I don't really care for Wentz he's a fucking whiner too um, I'm just I'm just speculating here I'm just kind of grasping this quarterback carousel um you know, a lot of this was just off the top of the dome, like I said. Maybe on the next podcast, I'll kind of come up with more concise points on that. And I'm going to see if I'm going to be right. I'm going to keep track of it this season to see how close I was. That being said, too, I'm going to make another bold prediction. I think there's going to be six trades in the first round of the NFL draft this year. Easily six trades. Teams moving up, teams moving down. I can see the Dolphins moving down. Uh, a lot of talk about them looking at Micah Parsons. I'm not entirely sure that I would like that, but I don't. I don't like the idea of picking a player that sat out a season. But I feel more comfortable if they have sat out taking Jamar Chase over Micah Parsons. It's just a personal feeling. I I don't know why. Let's just stick with the quarterback talk here, too. Um, is Brady the GOAT? 
I think you're an asshole if you say no. He's got six Super Bowls. He, going for his seventh, he's been in ten Super Bowls. I saw a statistic that said Tom Brady in his 21-year career has been in 10 Super Bowls, which equals something like 46%. And on his career, Steph Curry has a 43% three-point shooting percentage. So it's more likely that Tom Brady will be in a Super Bowl than Steph Curry to make a three-bowl. Um, you know, <laughs> he's the GOAT, guys. It's unfortunate to say for me because I'm a Dolphins fan and I suffered all those years, even though he struggled when he came down to Miami, but that's beside the point. You always have that those group of dickheads too. well, he's a systematic quarterback. Who cares? If your system is better than everyone else's system... You're the greatest of all time. He just keeps defying age. Like, I bet against him every time, but guys, he's the GOAT. Then you get players like Tony Romo. Hell of an analyst, but I think he's way off on this point. He's saying that if Mahomes doesn't win this Super Bowl against Brady, he will never catch Tom Brady. I think Tony Romo needs to slow his roll because, like, Mahomes is in his second Super Bowl in three years. I don't think that's that bad of a statistic. Even if he doesn't win one, if he keeps up this pace, he could very well be the GOAT. We could be saying, oh, wow, we thought Brady was the championship champion at six, just like we said... Bradshaw was the goat at five. It's about winning. And you know what? The argument then comes in. Well, is Eli Manning a goat? Yeah. He's the Brady killer. He won two Super Bowls. It doesn't matter. This is results oriented. He won two Super Bowls. I just don't think Mahomes has to win this to catch Brady. Um, you know, I think it does a lot for his legacy. If the little goat takes out the big goat, yeah, for sure. But it is going to be a fun Super Bowl. Um, I think my favorite headline is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the first team to ever play in their home stadium for a Super Bowl, and they are the home team. Uh, a lot of stupid people on the internet are arguing about, well, they're not the home team. Yes, they are the fucking home team. It alternates every other year, and last year the AFC was the home team. So this year the NFC is the home team. Uh, it was going to be a lot of red in the Super Bowl, but I guess the uh, Bucks have announced that they're going to go with the white jersey. So... I'm really excited for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a good one this year. It's really neat to see that a home team is in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Really cool story. 
Last little bit of note. Um, I was actually really impressed by Quinn Miners. He's a D3 offensive lineman who's playing in the Senior Bowl today. Just want to give him a little bit of a shout-out. He plays for the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Uh, I read an article today uh, when I was searching who this guy was. Uh, he spends his off-season in northern Ontario on Hector Lake. So for my Canadian fans, that's north of Timmins. Um... His uncle owns a fishing lodge up there, and he created a pretty cool workout video in the offseason. He doesn't have a lot of social media or anything up there. But uh, good for him, you know, a D3 player playing in the Senior Bowl. And, you know, I wish him all the best. And, you know, he played for Coach Flo today, so hopefully we have a diamond in the rough there. So, for all my football fans, you can tune out. Um, I'm going to talk a little hockey here. I'm really struggling this season. It has not been nearly as fun as it could be. Uh, the NHL doesn't have any fans. and For football, I didn't miss it. But for hockey, I really do. It just doesn't seem right. and I'm really struggling to watch games. Uh, it's kind of funny. I live in a very divided house uh, with normal divisions. We are an interdivision family rivalry. My mom's a Boston Bruins fan. My dad's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. And somehow their kid turned out perfect and I became a Leafs fan. I'm just struggling to watch Leafs hockey. Like, I've watched two games this season, and it just hasn't been as entertaining as it has in the past. Like, sadly to say, I've watched more Bruins and Lightning games this year than I have Leafs games. I think the NHL needs to do something to step it up. I, I get with COVID that they're trying to have the least amount of exposure as possible and good on them it is the right thing to do but I'm really struggling to watch hockey this year I think the only thing really keeping me overly interested in hockey is my fantasy um, I'm currently in the lead been a lot of fun in one league been a rough go in another league we're in dead last it's a dynasty league that I just took over. Um, not too much to work with on the dynasty league. Like, you know, I've got a few star players. Like, you know, I've got Sebastian Aho or Taylor Hall, uh, Rontanen from Colorado. But there's a lot of work that needs to go into this, and we'll get there. But. The NHL needs to do something to really pick up the game. and It's just not what it used to be. Um, I'm really afraid that it's going to be like what happened when I was younger. Uh, the NHL had a lockout, and I realized as a child it was millionaires fighting with billionaires, and I didn't want any part of it after that. With that being said, I guess I've kind of rambled on off the top of my head. 
open up. Um, you know, like I said, this podcast is titled Off the Dome. If you're consistently listening to this, I know you few motherfuckers who are, uh, make sure you reach out to a football podcast by some guy at gmail.com. Uh, I want to definitely have my top 22, you know, starting offense and defense. I want my starting lineup to really reap the benefits of being here from the beginning. I really appreciate the people following and sticking with it. I'm going to add some music and such going forth, but until then, I'm going to sign off from the Thrillbilly Production Studios, where the fans believe and the shirts don't have sleeves. I'm just going to down a beer and sign off. Cheers, guys. Take care.